Good evening and welcome to a new session of You are listening to WMUAX Radio and these are your DJs for the night all the way from Spain DJ Garcia and your girl DJ B Good evening, I am DJ Garcia, uh, nice to have you here with us in a new session of uh, Dicentoyo Club, as you know a WMUAX show where we will discover and discuss different music genres and its experimentation. And today we are discovering salsa. As always, uh, first let's start by analyzing its sound. So salsa comes from the Afro-Caribbean beat of rumba developed in Cuba. There are three types of rumba, but the one that had more influence into salsa is the son, which was introduced in the 20s. This rhythm is normally introduced at the beginning of the song with, the instru with an instrument called clave. Clave is basically two wooden sticks, and there is a clave of rumba and clave of son. The difference is the shape and the tone, as the clave of son is smaller and its sound is higher. Even though clave of rumba can be used in some salsas to change a bit the bass, clave of son is the most common one to use in salsa. The clave would have the function of a metronome and also tells how to execute and play other instruments. Melodies are also sometimes based in the clave. clave knocks five times in a eight times phrase of a four times four rhythm. In the overall rhythm, there are pauses or silences in the fourth and eighth times. That's also how we dance, how the dance is structured following those pauses. So now DJV is going to show us how the rhythm of salsa is. Well, of clave, but it would be... But it's a rhythm yeah. of, of salsa. <laughs> but it would be something like... In the, in the, eight, in the 20s, in Cuba, the groups of uh, six sextetos and groups of seven septetos started using bongo and became very popular. Actually, the so-called Septeto Santiaguero from Santiago de Cuba is known as the most famous band with this arrangement that still plays traditional Cuban music in the island. By the late 20s, in an attempt to reduce the African influence in the Cuban music, the politician Gerardo Machado prohibited this same instrument, the bongos along with the congas. That made the orchestras to use another type of percussion called timbales, and so their popularity increased. But only a decade later, bongos came back to the Cuban popular music. Now you would think, okay, I got it. So salsa is just an evolution of son and comes from Cuba, but not too fast. So as an essential, as son is to salsa, there's a way more to it, and it's 
it doesn't even come from Cuba. But about this, you will discover later in the show. Let's first make a stop in the zona cubano to get a taste of the roots of salsa. This is Leoni Torres with Toda Una Vida, A Whole Life.
JB here. How are you doing? Did you like that? I just love Leonie Torres. He's one of the influen very influential artists right now, very young in Cuba, for song, song music. <laughs> But let's leave Cuba for a second and go up to New York, when in the 30s, mambo was the thing, mostly for the Latin American community. Mambo was the combination of Latin American rhythms in general with jazz instruments and jazz improvisation. In the 60s, Mambo started to introduce wind instruments like the trombone. They liked it because its sound was better to tell stories about this, their struggle. So Mambo started to talk about the stories Latin American immigrants of New York had, mostly immigrants from Puerto Rico and Cuba, But Latin American immigrants living in New York felt that mambo was not enough. They saw how regular American youngsters had their musical revolution with rock and they wanted something similar, to break the mold and be rebel. So they created Bugaloo, which is a genre that merges Latin rhythms with rock and roll. Fania Records was one of the biggest record producer company of this music but they decided to go a step farther and combine the mainly young Puerto Rican Bugaloo musicians with all generations of veteran Cuban musicians. Mainly, mainly, ah, sorry, mainly soneros, which is very difficult with Spanglish today. So soneros were the ones who played son, the genre that Alvaro just explained. So they rearranged the son structures to mix it with Bugaloo and created a distinctive sound, what we know as salsa. One of those young Puerto Ricans was Willy Colon. Actually very, very young. He started when he was 14. <laughs> and he lived in the Bronx and was Fania Records' pet for this new generation of music. One of the promotion strategies that really helped making him popular all along the city was when for an album they decided to adopt the gangster aesthetic and even pretended to make a poster as if the FBI was looking for him. The posters were so well done that people actually thought it was true. They started apparently talk, calling the number, asking like how much was the, the money that they would give to find him and everything. Even his own mother called him like, oh my God, what's going on with you? But this choice was them adopting the image that U.S. media had given to these immigrants. So even if it was just jokingly, they wanted to match that. He introduced also the cuatro, a string instrument with four double strings, very typical from Puerto Rico. But he made one more contribution to salsa, a melody that made history. And it's this from La Murga. Murga 
is a music genre that has its differences depending on what country of Latin America you are, and actually comes from Spain. But the one Willy Colon got the inspiration from was La Murga de Panama, and this sound became legendary.
so let's continue. In 1971, a concert in the Cheetah Club of New York City represented officially the birth of salsa. More than 40,000 people attended and Willie Colon's banda, along with other iconic five singers, performed together. That could have been just about it. But one more thing happened that established salsa as a genre. And it was that that same night, Jerry Mazzucchi, one of the producers of Fania, recorded the concert and made it into a film showing the nature of this music and how it came from the streets of neighborhoods such as Queens and Bronx. That was the best promotion they could have done. Such a movie in the 70s was something ahead of their time. But there was a very special member in the audience of that concert, Ruben Blades, who already got interested some years ago into Willy Colon and his sound. He was from Panama and made a very iconic salsa song with Willie called Pedro Navaja, which would be... How is Pedro in English? It's Peter. Peter, oh yeah, Peter yeah. Peter Blades. Peter Blades. That, in my opinion, is one of the songs that better show how salsa tried to portray the reality of those New York neighborhoods at that time. The characteristic of this song is that it's all sung, so they're singing the story. Thus, it doesn't have the structure of a normal song, because it doesn't, I think it doesn't have a chorus that repeats, and it doesn't really matches that structure. So for those Spanish speakers in the audience, enjoy the story. For those who are not, enjoy the music. del viejo barrio lo vi pasar con el tumbao que tienen los guapos al caminar las manos siempre en los bolsillos de su gabán pa' que no sepan en cuál de ellas lleva el puñal usa un sombrero de ala ancha de medio lado y zapatillas por si hay problemas salir volado lentes oscuros pa' que no sepan que está mirando y un diente de oro que cuando ríe se ve brillando como a tres cuadras de aquella esquina una mujer va recorriendo la acera entera por quinta vez y en un saguán entra y se da un trago para olvidar que el día está flojo y no hay clientes para trabajar. Un carro pasa muy despacito por la avenida. No tiene marcas, pero todos saben que es policía. Pedro Navarro. 
saca las manos siempre dentro al gabán. Mira y sonríe y el diente de oro vuelve a brillar. Mientras camina pasa la vista de esquina a esquina. No se ve un alma, está desierta toda la avenida. Cuando de pronto esa mujer sale del sagua y Pedro Navaja aprieta un puño dentro del gabán. Mira pa' un lado, mira pa' el otro y no ve a nadie. Y a la carrera, pero sin ruido, cruza la calle. Y mientras tanto en la otra acera va esa mujer refunfuñando, pues no hizo pesos con qué comer. Camina del viejo abrigo, saca un revólver, esa mujer iba a guardarlo en su cartera pa' que no estorbe. Un 38 Smith Wesson del especial, que carga encima pa' que la libre de todo mal. Y Pedro Navaja, puñal en mano, le fue pa' encima. El diente de oro iba alumbrando toda la avenida. Reía el puñal de un día sin compasión Cuando de pronto sonó un disparo como un cañón Y Pedro Navaja cayó en la acera mientras veía a Esa mujer que revolver en mano y de muerte herida Ay, le decía Yo que pensaba, hoy no es mi día, estoy sala Pero Pedro Navaja, tú estás peor, tú estás en nada Créanme gente que aunque hubo ruido nadie salió No hubo curiosos, no hubo preguntas, nadie lloró Solo un borracho con los dos muertos se tropezó Cogió el revólver, el puñal, los pesos y se marchó Y tropezando se fue cantando desafinado El coro que aquí les traje y da el mensaje de mi canción la vida te da sorpresa, sorpresa te da la vida, ay Dios.
Keep in mind that salsa was considered street music because its audience was this immigrant population from Cuba and Puerto Rico that were often second-class citizens in U.S. after already a history of colonization back home. And about this colonization talks Joe Arroyo. He was a Colombian artist considered one of the most important salsa artists in Colombia. He is the famous, his is the famous song, La Rebelión, The Rebellion, that explains the history of the Spanish colonization in Latin America. Quiero contarle, mi mano, un pedacito de la historia negra, de la historia nuestra, caballero, y dice así.
So, how was this iconic song? I know many of you might already know that song, but did you know the song El Mulato by Joe Urquijo, released 20 years prior? prior? Es el año 1600. A Cartagena llegan los barcos cargados de negros, época de la esclavitud. <laughs> En los años 1600, cuando el tirano mandó la calle de Cartagena, aquella historia vivió. Cuando allí llegaban esos negreros africanos en cadena, besaban la tierra, esclavitud perpetua. Esclavitud perpetua Esclavitud perpetua So, I know what you're thinking. I know you might be confused right now. But it all has a simple explanation. So, Joe Arroyo is, in fact, the original composer of the song. But he gave this song to his friend Joe Urquijo, who decided to record it. And years later, Arroyo polished it and recorded himself making history in the salsa sphere. And that was the previous version, which is the version that we all know and I personally prefer. <laughs> so, DJ Garcia, how did you first knew about salsa? There was a there was an ad in in Spain from a like a juice. Ah yeah. The there there was a moment where they said azúcar and they said no azúcar no because no azúcar no. Yeah, because there was I when when I were, I knew that we were talking about salsa I started to I remember this ad and I searched for the for the for some information about this this like the the azúcar that uh, Celia Cruz says and I found that it was an anecdote that happened to her she was in a in a cafeteria and with another artist and suddenly the waiter came and asked her if she wanted uh, sugar in her coffee and she said sugar I'm Cuban I'm Cuban of course I want sugar and then she started to talk about this uh, anecdote in the in the interviews and some concerts but she thought that it wasn't funny so she started to say azúcar every time she started or finished uh, a concert so that's where the this like this word that she said in every concert comes from yeah that actually Celia Cruz in 1945 immigrated to New York from Cuba and she was already a legend in Cumbia, Guarachay, Huahuancó, and ended up becoming the queen of salsa with more than 70 albums and five Grammys. She's also considered to be the person who took salsa around the globe. But she didn't stop there because in 2001, Celia Cruz released the album La Negra Tiene Tumbao that combined salsa with reggae and hip hop making her the Madonna of Cuban music as she was able to reinvent herself each decade. And now we're going to put to you this song, La Negra Tiene Tumbao, and try to find where she screams the word azúcar in the song.
Esa negrita que va caminando, esa negrita tiene su tumbao. Y cuando la gente la va mirando, ella baila de lado, también apretado, apretado, apretado. La negra tiene tumbao. Azúcar, azúcar. Y no camina de lado. Si quieres llegar derecho, mejor camina de frente. Para que no hayan tropiezos.
But she is not the only one that have mixed salsa with rap. A very famous and more young group of music called Orishas also did so. Oh, but what I was I was thinking now when you said what what does Orishas mean in, in English or in Spanish or I know. You see Orishas is Yoruba which is the language uh, from the African slaves that came to the island of uh, those islands. Oh, okay. So Orisha means God, a, a God. Oh. And they believed in many mm -hmm. gods, right? And so, yes, yeah, every god had their own name. So like Orisha is a god. Orisha is a god. And then this all falls into the religion of Santeria. Okay. Because... In order for them to pray, they needed to say that they weren't praying to like their gods, but to like saints. So the Spanish colonizers would let them pray because they would be like, oh, you're praying to Catholic religion, you're praying to saints. And each Orisha got a different saint. So, for instance, if you go to Puerto Rico, instead of uh, Orishas, because in Cuba they still call them Orishas and everything, but now in Puerto Rico it's more about saints. And it's exactly the same. Every... Orisha is a saint. And so Orishas <laughs> are a group of four Cubans that met in Paris and merged rap with traditional Cuban music to create this salsa rap fusion. And with them also, Yerba Buena. This time we did it, we said it right. It's not, <laughs> how was the other one? Yerba what? Yerba Brava. Yerba Brava, no. This time it's Yerba Buena, 100%. Uh, so Yerba Buena experimented with salsa, rap, electronic, and Spanglish.
And now that we're getting to 2019 slowly and all these mixes, you would be like, oh, I know what's gonna play now. Cardi be in the house. So fun fact, we are not gonna play I Like It Like That because it came from Boogaloo. Actually, it, it, it's actually a remix from a Boogaloo song called exactly like that. And it's not salsa, as you already know. So that's a totally different story. But we will play Shakira. So here you have Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. Ladies up in here tonight, no fighting. We got the refugees No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> What are we gonna play is the older Jerry Rivera song, Amores Como El Nuestro.
Whoa, uh, DJ B, it seems like salsa really inspired a lot of artists. Yes, and not only this, but a whole dancing is created around that. And goes from salsa on one, so you start on the time number one, or also called in line, popular in Puerto Rico and Los Angeles, to salsa dance on the second time, so salsa on two, from New York. In Cuba, they have also Salsa Casino, which is danced in a circle where the couples will exchange partners during a dance where one leader is the only one who shouts the steps and figures. So everybody does the same perfectly coordinated and improvised at the same time. The way that they dance Salsa in Cuba also has way more Afro-movement influences than the rest. And then there is Colombia, where they combine the basic step with the one from Cumbia and make crazy complicated and quick footwork. And talking about speed, there is also competition salsa that is more ballroom style and very, very fast. Also acrobatic salsa, by the way. One of the favorite songs to dance, it is Aguanile, popularized by Mark Anthony. That if you get to dance the whole song on time, congratulations, you did your cardio today. This song was actually composed by, surprise, surprise, Willy Colon, who is the trombone player in it too. And produced by Jerry Matsuki, the filmmaker producer from Fania, remember? And it's related to Santeria.
thank you very much for uh, listening to us. We just arrived to the end of the program. So remember to tune in next week on WMUAX at 6 p.m. And also to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Centoyo Club. And now to finish the show, we're gonna listen to a Cuban classic called Lagrimas Negras, which is a fusion of cha-cha-cha that evolves into salsa. So we hope you like it and listen to our, to our show next week that is going to be about cha-cha-cha. So we are DJ Garcia and DJ B, and this is... <laughs> Quiero sufrir, contigo me voy mi santo, aunque me cueste el
quiero sufrir Contigo me voy mi santo, ámpeme 